Hi, friends. Welcome to the Revenue Real Hotline, where twice a week we'll bring you conversations designed to help you make better decisions and find more joy while selling. I'm Amy Rahovchek, and I'll be your guide. Let's go. Sam McKenna, welcome to the Revenue Real Hotline. As you know, I may be failing at this already, but I'm trying to keep my fangirl at bay. So thank you, thank you, thank you for coming. You're so sweet. Thanks for having me. Super, super fun to be here. All right, so Sam, why don't, really quickly, why don't you shift in some alternate universe where someone doesn't already know who you are? Why don't you share a little bit about who you are and what you do every day? And then we'll dive right into the conversation. Yeah, for the bajillion people that still don't know who I am. I'm Sam McKenna. I'm the CEO of Hashtag Sam Sales. We're an all-female team of 14. I have about 150 clients, and we do everything from executive branding, sales consulting, BDR training, social selling, sequence writing and outreach and sales loft, and probably a few things that I'm missing there as well. I've been in enterprise sales for 15 years. We've broken almost 15 sales records, and then I've been running Sam Sales for about three years, which is what I started right after I left my time at LinkedIn, which to me was the holy grail of where I got to work. I, you know, um, I'm glad you brought that up because I was I almost wanted to talk about it before we got on the call, but it is the holy grail. And oh. I and you were head of enterprise sales, and I just... That had to have been like a gut-wrenching decision. Like, how do you make that decision to to leave? I think it's a weird thing to talk about in a humble way. But I'll, what I'll just say is this. So when I got into sales, I first got into it really reticently. Many of your listeners did. It's not a thing that I dreamed about. I thought about sales in the same way that a lot of people do, which is it's like squirrely and squeamish and, and like you're hustling people to buy stuff and gosh, was I wrong about our sales industry, right? And actively trying to change that opinion. But when I got into sales, there was no better shit for me. And I super quickly started to outperform my peers, use just tactics that were innate to me to sell, to build relationships, to prove value. And when I got to LinkedIn, it's interesting because I actually turned down the offer to join LinkedIn the first time. And then they were like, no, we don't accept, come over. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, okay. But by getting to LinkedIn and the first year, that's I think that's when I broke. It was my 14th record that I broke at LinkedIn. What I just started to think about was how much impact can I make if I go out on my own, right? I'm making all of this money for these different companies and I'm making all of this impact for one company at a time. I wonder what I could do on my own. And so that was kind of it, right? It's like the next, I think, kind of final holy grail is running your own thing. So I'd gotten to the top echelon for me. I love LinkedIn as a company. They're incredible to work for. The benefits, the culture, it cannot be matched. If it is your first job out of college, good luck. You will never leave. Or if you do, you will come back. But it was a, an easy decision to say, let me give this a shot. Let me roll the dice and see what I can do. And we can talk about this too, but the goal was for me to work part-time and to make half the money that I've made the last year. And that went out the window really quickly. And like I said, we've got a team of 14 now, 150 clients, and I very rarely sleep. <laughs> It'll well, get better. I know. I like your policy on Sundays or working on the weekend. I think it was Saturday or Sunday that you just see you work until the power dies Battery on the lab. Out. And then I'm still in my overcompensate for learning how to unlearn being a workaholic. Oh. And so... Yeah. So I still, I'm trying not to open it, but when I am ready to open the computer again on weekends, like I'm so stealing that one. But. It's yours. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Sam, one of the listeners, I got to say, Sam is someone that 
is the most talented, most gifted. I don't even know which is the right word. You, the Sam, you, and I said I shared this with you before, but you straddle the strategic and the tactical aspect of selling better than anyone I've ever seen. And in fact, the amount of things that I've learned about how I used to sell, and I don't think I'm alone in this, that it is very innate. Sometimes when you're not in that coffee is for closers and and we look at all the majority of the sales books out there, which age and race demographic and gender, right, has written them up until this point. You've taught me so much about how I sold and now it's, it's impacted how I enable how I sell. And so on the off chance that you haven't heard it yet today. I just wanted you to say they're so nice. They're here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So nice. So we were just talking about how you were telling me about a call takedown or you were doing some coaching around like individual calls. And we were kind of chuckling about how much room for improvement there is on facilitating the conversation as a seller right? On the discovery level. But before we go, just dive in, why don't you share that story again with our listeners so they can kind of pick up where we left off and then we'll go from there. Yeah, we were doing a a call teardown. So we're doing a call teardown with a tech company that you guys all know and love and probably use every single day. And what the situation was an RFP for Disney. So Disney sent in an RFP. We've all been there. We've gotten RFPs. They're a pain in the butt. But sent in an RFP, said, hey, we'd like to look at your technology. Let's go do that. I think there are about seven people from the Disney side on the call, about three from the vendor side on the call. And when we started to listen to it, my first question to the rep was, tell me about your pre-call checklist. What do you do in advance of the call? Did you take any steps before the call happened? And he was like, oh yeah, totally. I looked at the RFP. I made sure we could do some of the things. I put an agenda slide together and I'm like, okay, riveting. What else did you do? And he's like, I don't, I mean, that's it. And then I showed up for the call. I jumped into it. So I think something so painfully obvious. And I think even as reps and sellers, we think about it and then we don't do it. But number one, who are you meeting with, right? So if my VP of sales throws a meeting in my calendar and there's four people on there, the first thing I'm doing, or at least before the meeting is number one, I'm connecting with all of them on LinkedIn. Custom message. Hey, Bill, really looking forward to our conversation. Glad Sarah set us up. Can we just see how Sam Sales can help schmip a poop or whatever the name of their company is, right? Mm-hmm. Context, who set up the meeting, who I am, who they are, the fact that they know who they are, right? But mm-hmm. let's make sure that's clear there. Connecting with all of them. The next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to look at who they are. Who is the individual? Where have they worked before? Do we share common connections? Where do they live? How long have they been at this company? Have they been promoted? If you take even 10 to 15 minutes to do that prep work, you will be so much more set up for success when you join that call. And here's what happens, right? We talk about show me, you know me all day long. That is what we are known for. If you show up to that call Everybody starts to get in. Of course, you are engaging someone the minute they get in, right? You're not just saying, hey, thanks for joining. We're waiting for your boss to join, which is what I hear reps do all the time. You're engaging them. And then you're saying, Amy, I have to tell you, I see that you're originally from Jersey. Oh my gosh, I just went to the beach show for the first time. It was so fantastic. Here's where I went. Whereabouts are you from? I'm having a chance to connect with you. And furthermore, if you've worked for someone that is our client already and saying, hey, I can't believe you used to work at Xerox. They're a huge client of ours. I wonder if you came across this during your tenure there. You're building credibility there by your previous employer used us. You should too. And then on top of that, common connections, right? 
who do you know? Who are you connected with that knows me? Even if you don't know them very well, it's a great opportunity for me to say, I see that you're connected to Bill Johnson. And we go way back. Bill was the official my wedding, whatever. And then you're like, what? And that's an immediate opportunity for that buyer, that person at Disney to back channel. So when we talk about all that, right, all of that was missing from this person's process. And then the other core part, and then I promise I'll take a breath, is getting, you go get on that soapbox. <laughs> oh my God. Getting into that call. So you build your rapport, right? You have your niceties, your exchanges and everything. And then we want to transition and get into it. But for this specifically, the expectations were set from the client. We are here to see a demo. We sent you an RFP. We told you what our qualifications were. We want to see a demo of your technology. So we can't be like, well, we're requiring you to have a discovery call first. But what we can do is just do a little light discovery first. Perfect. Okay. Thanks, everybody, for joining. Really appreciate it. I want to get into it. I've got an agenda slide to share. I want to make sure that we go through the things that you shared with us before of what you're looking for specifically in this technology. Where can we do that? Amy, since you and I were working on this meeting together and getting everybody aligned, could I maybe pass it to you first? Just do a quick round of introductions on your side. And if anybody has anything to share as you go, things that you'd like to see today, top concerns, things that are, are top of mind for you, would love to hear that as well before we jump into everything. Pause, temperature check, get what's in these people's brains out of them. Now, you might get Amy who responds and says, yeah, I know we only have 90 minutes today, so let's just get through this quickly. Here's the players. Here's everybody. Here's what we want to see. Is that helpful? More often than not, you're going to get someone like Amy who says, yeah, no problem. Okay, so I'm Amy. Here's what I do. Here's what I want to see. Bill, can I pass it to you next? You're going to get a temperature check. You're going to get some information out of those buyers of why they're here, what they care about, and in what specifically what you can show them, right? Or they might say, here's a core challenge we're currently having. I'd love to see how you saw that. Bam, lever, sales lever, something that I can hone in on to show you how different we are that I now know is important to you. Without doing that, we are literally showing up, tap dancing, right? Yeah. And hoping for the best. Blind, flying blind, like literally yeah. with a, a blindfold. And it's, I don't know, like taking the red pill. Once you experience what it feels like to facilitate a discovery conversation while not flying blind, it's right. hard to go back. I got to say, I love this. And I know you're not a fan of agenda slides. Okay. And I get <laughs> it. Okay. I get it. I'm with you in many ways, but I do like the agenda slide. But my first two items on the agenda slide for these meetings are intros Round and then round robin of objectives. And what I mean by that, listeners, is when we get to the objectives, is like I I am a terrible mind reader, friends. I have been trying for a long time to figure out how to go about doing it. I've made zero progress. But that said, I really want to make sure that the time that we're spending here is valuable for you. Given how I'm a terrible mind reader, if we could just take a moment to just kind of go person by person, just one sentence in a perfect world at the end of this meeting, if I were to learn blank, then this meeting would be a success. And everyone will give you their objective for the you meeting. Bet. And then I obviously you take notes and you write down while everyone is sharing. Now, some of the pushback I hear when teaching this particular tactic is, well, what if you're not going to be able to get to that objective, right? Yeah. And it's a fair one. And so how I counter that and how I teach others to counter that is, listen, this is a great one, right? Obviously, well, we're going to be able to get to this one. This over here, I love this question. I love this objective but I don't think we're going to be able to get to it in this meeting. I just want you to know I did write it down and we will circle back. I'll circle back afterwards and make sure that you're covered there. But I mean, what do you think, Sam? Yeah. Is that it? 
Yeah. So, so I think one of the things that's really interesting is agenda slides are fine, right? Or even putting together an agenda when you send an invite over, totally okay, especially for demos. Where I don't like agenda setting or slides or anything is in our discovery call. So think about it like this. Let's say you go on a first date, right? You go on a first date, you go to cocktails, you sit down or whatever, and you say, Sam, so excited to be here. Really excited to talk to you about our date and loveliness. Here's what I'd like to do. I'd like to do a round of introductions. Then I'd like to order wine. Then I'd like to talk about our past and what we're into and what we do for work. And then if we find a mutually agreeable fit, we're going to the next date. No, you would never do yeah, that on yeah, right on a first yeah, date. No, that would be one the second one. <laughs> could you imagine? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think to me, you're doing your job correctly on a discovery call if you can just have a casual conversation. And I think it starts with one, you know, that enthusiasm, making sure the person feels like you're excited to be there, that Zoom presence. Number two, building that rapport, bringing in that show me, you know me, not talking about the weather or asking horrific questions like, where are you based? How long have you worked at Sam Sales? Where right. did you work before Sam Sales? Oh my God. Basic um, things that you could, you should already know because you spent right. time learning about them because it's the kind thing to do. Please continue, Sam. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. No. And then I think you kick off the discovery call with a nice, broad question. And I think it's interesting. We kind of debated this yesterday on LinkedIn, but to me, if you say something along the lines of, again, you've done your research, you have a point of view, you know how you can help them. But again, we need to temperature check with the client first. And so for me to say something like, Amy, again, thanks so much for making time. I've got a million things I can tell you about Sam Sales, how we can help you, points of view that I have. I'd love to hear from you first, if that's okay. Tell me about your team, your challenges. What's the overall landscape like on your side, if that's okay? And I think when you start that way, instead of a more narrow question that establishes band, or even a narrower question of, Amy, what interested you in taking this call today? Toss all of that out the window. Because what you're really doing when you ask that first question is you're starting a conversation. And what you're also really doing is making it broad enough that they can just say, here's why I showed up today. Right. The final thing I would say there, right, is that I don't actually care about your team. I don't care about your challenges. I don't care about the landscape. I don't care about anything. What I actually care about is cracking your head open and saying, why did you show up in the most professional, broad way that I can? This is what we use in every single one of our discovery calls, every single one. And what we get out of it is a data dump of what the client's looking to solve, what business challenges they have, and usually five or six minutes of free speech, which is amazing. So that's it for me. That's how you start to get that conversation rolling. I love that on so many levels. And listeners, I grabbed this question when Sam asked it during her a very recent episode on Blissful Prospecting with Jason Bay. It was an exquisite episode, exquisite. Sam, like really brava to you, friend. But it, like that question, that open line was so great. Even the frame of, listen, I could share all this stuff about us or the top seven reasons why I think that this conversation makes sense. However, I'd like to start with you. It's just beautifully said. And I'm chuckling too, because the one that I liked from back in the day, which was at least I get the check marks for the open-ended question, but it was like, how's business? Oh. And just, just leaning back and just listening and all of the things that you shared, it, it certainly helped give me direction and not all business acumen skills are created equal. 
right? Not everybody's at the same place on their journey. And so I think it aligns with when you talk about monetizing the pain for buyers, it gives me an understanding of where and how to monetize that pain for them based on how they describe the current state of their business, regardless of which department they're in. All right, all that wraps another installment of Revenue Real Hotline. Today's episode was produced by the fabulous Nian Fiedler. Naturally, I'd like to thank my guests for sharing their brilliance and stories with us. And thank you too, listener. I know you've got a ton of options and I appreciate you choosing us. For anyone who wants to support the show, do follow us wherever you listen and be sure to join us next time for more conversations designed to help you make better decisions and find more joy while selling. I'm Amy Rahovchik and that's a wrap.